Greetings, Evil Boy Genius here, and welcome to another episode of the Off The Tools Collective podcast, the podcast for smart subcontractors sick of being ridden ragged by douchebag penny-pinching clients. Bottom line is this, if you're selling shit to the domestic market, fitting bedrooms, bathrooms, or kitchens, or balls deep in extensions and renovations, and you want to attract the best clients on demand, sell to them way above market rates, and have it all happen hands-off on an autopilot so you ain't stuck to your phone like a cold-calling cockwomble, then put your feet up, pin your ears back and pay attention for the next few minutes and then take action because this shit will not do itself. Take it away boys. How's the book going John? Nearly done mate. It'll be uploaded to Amazon before tea time today and then it's just a matter of them saying yay or nay. They'll say yay, there's nothing controversial in it, not as far as they're concerned and then it'll just be getting people to buy it and get it into their hands and they'll see how fucking amazing we are so by the time they're listening to this podcast it should be out monday yes by the time they listen to this on monday they should have read it and should be putting all of the shit to work for them because it will they'll be listening to this friday this is for tomorrow fuck oh in which case yes oh i apologize then (laughs) (laughs) by the time you're listening to this which will be Friday, it probably should be either available on the Amazon website or or will be imminently. And as soon as it is, you can read it. And it's a, it'll be about 110, 120 pages, maybe a little bit more. But it's dead easy to read. It's in my usual style. And it will change your fucking life and business if you let it. You know, it's, it, there's, a, there's actual, there's not, I mean, I've lied. I've lied. I said at the beginning of the book, it's not a how-to book. But I also thought I want to give them something to do. So there's nine accelerators in the in the model. And I've given them a quick how-to for each fucking accelerator. So if they just do those nine things, even if they don't hit the fucking website, never pay us a penny, don't even do the business accelerator. If they just take those nine fucking simple actions, they will get results. Most people won't because they're chicken shit. And here's just one. Here's just one. I'm going to go through it now. Okay, it's the first thing we, we kind of talk about really, and that's seamless promotion. It's what we're talking about now. It's one of the, the nine accelerators in the attract driver. And the question that gives rise to seamless promotion as an answer is the ultimate question for seamless promotion. And here it is. Are you ready? You're sitting comfortably, children. It is what deliberately targeted methods do you have to get in front of your pros- ideal prospective clients and get them keen to engage in a dialogue with you? Now, of the answers to that, answer that on a a scale of one to ten right and the worst the lowest answer of one is we don't it's random we have nothing we know nothing probably a bit before your time that isn't it it sounds like something from sopranos or something no it was uh andrew sachs who was manuel the spanish waiter in faulty towers long before you were a glint in your father's eye even halfway down so you're kind of near is we make an effort when we need the work, but mostly we just take what comes, which is most people. Most tradesmen just take what comes. The phone rings, they get referred, they get an inquiry on the website, on LinkedIn, something like that. You keep fading in and out, mate. You're muted. I know. There was some background noise, so and I then, muted myself. All right. And then those guys and girls who've really got it fucking pegged, really got it nailed down tight. It's as tight as a fucking duck's ass in the Atlantic, you know? Everything's tightly choreographed. They score 10. But so most people score, well, you'd say, you'd think, you'd hope most people would score about a five, but they, they score about a three or a four. And they are what in what we call the amber zones. So they really, really need to work on this. And here's what they do, okay? If they want to, to fix this, what they can do is, what deliberately targeted methods 
all you got to do is focus on one. Pick one. What deliberately targeted methods? Now, for most people, for most people, tradesmen, they're going to be working locally, aren't they? Yeah? Yep. You're not talking about subbies here, travelling from Liverpool to fucking Leicester to do a job. We're talking about plumbers, carpenters, brickies, painters and decorators working in the local area. For most people, the, the low-hanging, easy fruit for them to pick is going to be in infiltrating local Facebook groups. Now, I'm not going to talk about how to do that here. One, I don't really know how to do it because that's not my job. <laughs> that's your job. Yep. And the second thing is get the book, follow the, follow the links to the resources on the website, and Connor will have a video there for you showing you exactly how to do it. Yeah, that's the deal. So you need a deliberately targeted method to get in front of your ideal prospective client. And the easy way to do that for most tradesmen in most trades, in most areas geographically, is infiltrate your local Facebook group. I want you to be very clear about this, though, Mr. Listener, Ms. Listener. All right. Seamless promotion is strategic. Seamless promotion is about always, you know, delivering the right message to the right people at the right time of the right medium. That's strategic. The Facebook thing. Your tactical Facebook group is tactical. Do not confuse and conflate the two, because if you do, you'll fuck it up. Because at some point, you could get kicked out of the group, you could lose your Facebook account, Facebook could change, legislative changes could mean you can't do it anymore, all kinds of things. GDPR affects all these things. So please don't think it's strategic. So please don't, do not make that your only way of doing it. Just the first one. It's your first step on the ladder, right? That's, I can't overemphasize that, because too many people take tactics and think they're strategies and end up being fucked or anything go wrong. When you've done that, in terms of seamless promotion, there's one particular thing. Again, 80-20, as we've said often in the past, really sticks out. It sticks out like a fucking hard-on in a nudist kindergarten. And that is direct mail. Direct mail is old-fashioned. It's old school. People laugh about it. They don't do it because, hey, social media is cheap. Social media is quick. Social media is easy. And indeed, going and infiltrating your local Facebook group is social media. But direct mail is still king. And what you should be doing, and again, this this is strategic because you, you should always own your own list of prospects, suspects, clients. And always. You should have it literally, you should have a printed copy because ultimately, if everything else goes tits up, if Amazon AWS gets hit by a series of fucking tactical nukes from Russia, so all your Dropbox, all your Google, all your, your OneDrive is fucking gone. You still have this piece of paper with your customer list on and you can sit and type it in. You know, that, that's the bottom line. You should always own your own list. So you should always be moving to get people, say, off Facebook, get their details into your own database, which you should have a fucking physical backup, holding at least three places, by the way, not just one, in case your house burns down. If you want to be ultra secure about this. When you've done that, you can then contact these people through email, phone, SMS, whatever. Now, unfortunately, GDPR means that email and SMS and things are very tightly regulated, but direct mail is not. The GDPR rules in the UK on direct mail are very, very relaxed. Direct mail is still king. Yeah. And here's five reasons you should be doing direct mail, everyone. The first is it's fucking reliable. The post office is one of the most reliable delivery mechanisms there is. It is so reliable, the law is very explicit and says if you serve notice on someone and send it through the post, them saying we never received it is not unpermissible excuse. Is that reliable? The law basically says if you post it, that's the same as them receiving it. You don't have to have a signature. Often helps if you do, but you don't need one. Saying we didn't, in law, saying we didn't receive these notices is not a good excuse. It's not advanced. 
so it's reliable. Second thing is you've got what we call unlimited bandwidth. There's only so much you can do online. I mean, I know it's very flexible and interactive. You've got video, you've got audio, you've got forms, you've got pretty pictures, you've got infographics, you've got all these fucking things you can do, but it's still limited bandwidth. You know, you've got a screen. You can't touch it, you can't feel it, you can't smell it, you can't wipe your ass with it. Well, I suppose you could wipe your ass with it, but you can't do the rest of it, okay? Direct mail, you can send, I don't got anything, I don't got any in front of me, but you can send a package, you can send a box. I once received, I, I presume it was a dud, a blank, but I received a bullet from Dan Kennedy once. You know, a fucking 50 mil bullet from Dan Kennedy because unlimited bandwidth, you can put it in a box. You can send any amount of information, any format you like. Yeah, or something like that. You can send a box with books in it, a box, a box with a hat in it, a box with a fucking drink in it. If you really wanted to, and your numbers work out, and you've you got high-value clients, as some people have, you could go to Tesco, you could spend 20 quid on a fucking phone with a, a single number in it, you could send a phone. And they just hit that number, and they're talking to you. So it's unlimited bandwidth. You can send anything you like. You can send a sales letter as long as you like. You send books, magazines. You can send an entire fucking dustbin if you wanted to, which is actually a really good thing to do, because where the hell do I throw away a dustbin? How do you throw away a full-size dustbin, Connor? You can't, you know? So you've got unlimited bandwidth. The third thing is you've got a captive audience. You've got, you know, it drops through their letterbox. And if you send something which is, in Gary Bensavenga's words, too good to throw away, they're standing there at the kitchen table or when they go home from work and they're opening this fucking thing. You've got a captive audience, you know? They're not standing at the kitchen top looking at a screen because they're looking at your shit. So, you know, looking at a screen with a video on it, they've got notifications coming up, they've got the phone going off, you've got other tabs open, email... You know, you don't have that distraction. It, it, they're looking at your shit. You might not even have the phone with them. They're looking at your shit. Captive audience. Now, the fourth thing, which sounds counterintuitive, is it's harder to do. Well, isn't that a reason not to do it? No, it's a reason to do it. Because it's harder to do, so no one else is doing it. Everyone else is online. Everyone else is doing Facebook. Everyone else is doing LinkedIn. Everyone else is doing the cheap, fast and easy stuff. The stuff that agencies can do for them. They're doing stuff that, you know, when, when times are good, the, the platform is most heavy lifting for you anyway. That's why it was so shitty for people at the start of COVID because the platform, LinkedIn in particular, stopped doing the heavy lifting and people lost their clients, hand over fist, you know? So it's harder to do, which is all the more reason for you to be doing it because other people won't be. Which leads me to the fifth thing, is no competition. It's you know, no almost no one else. I very much doubt there's any anyone in the trades at the moment in your area, whoever you are listening to this, doing direct mail. I guess the most competition you're gonna get in anything like direct mail, I mean printed mail here, is gonna be somebody maybe dropping flyers. That's probably the, the most you're going to get. Flyers under windscreen wipers, possibly. But mostly it's going to be all online. Everyone's going to be online. Maybe a sign at the side of the road where, where you're doing the job and referrals. Very few people are going to be doing targeted, specific direct mail. And here's what you could be doing. You know, I'm going to give this one away for free. You can find it online if you wanted to, so it's not like it's proprietary. But here's what you could do. I can't remember what Dan Kennedy calls it. But it's it, it's a thing and people do it all the time. And we, we try, I don't know whether he did it or not. We, we were encouraging our kitchen guy to do it. Imagine you fit in a kitchen, number five. Mrs. Jones at number five has a kitchen done. So what you do, and I hope you've got your book, because this works fabulously with a book, is number five. Next door, you've got number seven and number three. And opposite, you've probably got, I don't know, number 10, number nine. Sorry, number eight, number 10, number 12. So you send a book to the people at number three and number seven, and you also send it to number eight, number 10, number 12. And you send a copy of your book, maybe some photos of Mrs. Jones at number five's kitchen and say, we've just done a kitchen for number five. 
Mrs. Jones, you may have seen us out there. This is what it looks like. If you'd like us to come and quote for yours, ring this number. You know, something on those lines. It works magnificently. Because we all like to know what other people's kitchens look like, if you would win anyway. And, you know, Mrs. fucking Smith, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Davis at number eight, number 10 and number 12, they don't want Mrs. Jones at number five having a better kitchen than they've got. They will, they will see that kitchen and think, oh my God, I want one of that. I want a better one than that. And that's yeah. what they would do. Shallow? Yes. Fucking shallow as fucking shallow gets. Effective? Oh, yes. It works. It does. You know, it just fucking does. And you might not get every single one, but imagine you could spend a lot of money because your conversion rate for, you know, for every one, for every kitchen you fit, you maybe send five of these expensive boxes. And maybe you send something less, less expensive to the rest of the street. But those five, three opposite and the two next door, you send something pretty fucking substantial to. No one else is going to be doing that. And you've only got to get one convert. And if you're putting your prices up, say like our plumber guy is doing, so you're selling a, he's selling a 4K bathroom at 7K. If you're doing those kinds of numbers, so your profit is more than quadrupled, then you can afford to spend 20 quid on a fucking box of shit to send at number fucking eight, 10, 12, three, and seven. Uh, what have I just given them there, Colin? Too much, in my opinion. Yeah, I could charge. You know, if you'd come to me for an hour's phone call and spent 1,500 euro on an hour's phone call with me and I'd just run you through that with a bit more detail, you'd have got more than your money's worth. Yeah, and the thing is they'd be more likely to take action because they would have paid for the phone call where most people were just Oh, numbers. how many people have listened to this and not done anything? All of them are in. Oh, apart from one. Anyway, that's it. I'm done with that. And now I'm not going to do a one-minute hate. Oh, anyway, I am. I am going to do a one-minute hate. You sure? No, I'm not going to do a hate. I'm just going to do a fucking bit of a rant, right? Hey? You're just going to do a rant? Yeah, I can't be bothered with the house. So fucking tired. Oh, we, yeah, we fucking... This morning, right? I mean, April the 1st. So, well, I haven't seen any April Fools. I haven't done any. I think the cat might be pissed off because she might have thought it was an April Fool's. Took the cat this morning to the vet to have a put down. I forgot about that. I bet she thought, oh, we're going out in the car. <laughs> Poor little thing. She was, she was fucking... She was quite rare, actually. She was a ginger she-cat. Ginger cats are not normally female. And she was, she must have been 18 if she was a date. Sarah had her when we met, so she's at least 16. So she was fully grown, so she's at least 17 and a half. Uh, but she was pissing blood everywhere. She was all skin and bone at this point. She poor little thing. Took her to the vet, had her put down. Just uh, off she went. Like that. She's out in the fucking shed now, waiting to be buried. And that's how my day started. Well, it started at seven o'clock, getting up, came to work on the book. Fucking vet to the cat. In you go. Back to the, the fucking cat. desk. So that was my day. So I'm not going to fucking rant, but what I'm going to say is today is the first day. So tomorrow will be the second. Uh, today, you'll listen to this, is going to be World Autism Acceptance Day, uh, Autism Awareness Day. Today is the beginning of Autism Awareness Month. Now, what I will say about autism acceptance is this. The people, in my opinion, who, who go on about autism acceptance are assholes. I want autism awareness, which is in direct opposition to most autistic people. Most autistic people want accepting. Most autistic people are going to be really fucking unhappy if they base their own value of their self-worth and their happiness on being accepted by neurotypicals. Because you know what? It ain't going to fucking happen. It ain't going to happen. What I find, and you may have seen my post this morning, what is going to happen is we're going to spend the next 30 fucking days with a bunch of neurotypicals telling us how we really experience autism and how we should experience autism. And they're wrong. Yeah? This is what you get when you ask for acceptance. You know, I just want people to be aware of it and they can accept it or fucking reject it as they please, you know, because I'm not basing my own experience of happiness and life of life on other people's acceptance. You, this is this is what autism means and what it means if you're going to, you know, you're going to have a, any kind of relationship with me, business or personal. If you don't like that, you go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. I can't change. I don't want to change. Yeah. Even if I could. We wouldn't change you for the world. You'd rather change your underpants, wouldn't you? <laughs>
Actually, <laughs> the African press agree with you, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm so get this right. I'm so fucking popular to the to the listeners. I'm so fucking popular. Even people in Nairobi, even people in fucking Nairobi, are listening to me. Going, that guy knows what he's talking about. I'm in the states. I'm famous, me. Correct me if I'm wrong as well. Rather than acceptance, you you also just want people to have a better understanding because most yeah, people well, that's a tricky one. Misunderstand and stereotype quite heavily. Yeah, I mean. I think that really comes under awareness. I mean, understanding is a tricky one because nobody will ever understand unless they're autistic, autistic themselves. In which yeah. case, there's no point in explaining to them because they know. Yeah. It's like saying to, it's like, it's like, like say us trying to understand how a woman feels when she desperately wants a baby, or how a woman feels when she's got PMT. We 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 don't we, we can accept the behaviour, or we can we can kind of yeah. say, well, I, I, you know, I can't relate to it in any way, shape, or form. But I know it's true from what you tell me, and I'll do my best to accommodate it. You know, I don't understand why you're getting so upset about wanting a baby, but I, I, I can see it's real. So we can't, in the same way, you no one will ever understand what it's like to be autistic unless they're autistic themselves, and then you don't need to explain it to them. Women don't need to explain to each other how they feel about PMT, you know, or PMS or whatever it's called. But what I do want to do is I want people to accept that at face value. When I say to them, this is what it's like walking through a busy train station or an an airport, you know, I don't want them to start saying, oh, I feel a little bit like that. That's why I think you're overreacting. I don't give a fuck what you think. You don't know what it's like. You know, you're experiencing what you experience is completely different. That would be like, say, a woman with PMS being told yeah i I feel a bit tense at times too i think you're overreacting good luck with that one you get a fucking axe around your head (laughs) i mean i know is that a threat (laughs) (laughs) seriously the best thing i can say to people when they you know if you want to know what what autism is like for people there's two things i want people to do first is ask an autistic person ask them what their experience is like and then also don't project that to every other autistic person you meet because we're all experiencing it differently but ask first and then accept that what they're telling you is true in their experience and don't try and put it into your own into your own view of the world because it's not the same you know this is where we get this bullshit from people saying yeah i think i'm a little bit autistic you're not that's not how it works now you you wouldn't be walking around going i'm a little bit autistic you're going oh my god why am i the wrong fucking planet why do i feel like a complete alien here why is my life like this that's what you're doing when you're autistic until you get diagnosed you think ah that's why i'm like that that's why my life is like this you know I guess it's a little bit like you're not a little bit gay. If you're gay, you're fucking gay. And gay guys tell you, I've known I was gay since I was, you know, fucking five years old. Didn't know what it really yeah. meant, but I knew there was something different about me. Yeah. That's not the same as being bisexual and maybe, you know, liking the old bit of dick now and again, I'm sure. You know, you're fucking gay in the same way as people are heterosexual. You know, you don't you don't decide to be heterosexual, do you? You just are. You know, it's just what you are. You just are. You know? Some of the things. Well, it's true though, isn't say, it? When people say, yeah, when did you true. decide you were gay? Well, I didn't decide I was fucking gay. You what, mate? Some of the things that people say to gay people are just diabolical and just so stupid. So you haven't had the right dick yet or um, you've never had a good blowjob. Uh, things like that. Well, my mate, Gerard, gay chat, who is a six foot four Trinidadian who's got a thing for short, white, stocky, bald, Look out. slightly older guys, which puts me in a very difficult position, as you can imagine. He actually says men give much better blowjobs than women do because they know themselves how it's supposed to feel. And I think we've all, enough. most men have probably had the experience of being with a woman who doesn't actually really understand Jeez how sensitive your dick is. Like, fucking hand job, you know? <laughs> 
For fuck's sake, it's a penis, not a fucking hammer. <laughs> Be gentle, yeah. Mind those fucking teeth, will you, woman? He's greater. So that, that's what Gerald says anyway, and I'm sure he's right. I wouldn't presume to argue with him. Because he's been with women too. And most, well, I say most, a lot of gay guys have, well, I know. I mean, gay guys get married and shit and don't come out until later in life. Probably not so much now, I suppose, but certainly, you know, 20, 30 years ago when being gay just wasn't within the thing. Yeah. I don't see why anyone gives a shit about it myself, but hey, that's how it was. And I suppose it still is in some, well, some some cultures and certainly some areas in the UK and Ireland, it still is. Among the traveller community, apparently in Ireland, being gay, openly gay, is a tantamount to a death sentence still. You know? I don't presume to judge. I don't even know if it's true. I'm just going on what I've, what I've read and what I've been told. Why does anyone care? I just don't know. You know? It would be a better place if anyone just minded their own so business, eh? Yes, I, I, I take Autism accept, autism Awareness Month with a pinch of salt. And by the end of the month, I guarantee a lot of autistic people are going to be very tired of it. Because what happens is, you see, I mean, and I'm sure it's the same with anything, you know. People make a big song and dance about being supportive, understanding, accepting, inclusive, all that usual nonsense. And then at the end of the month, they'll go away and they'll just go back to being their normal, boring, neurotypical, bigoted self. Well, I'll be autistic at the end of the month. I'll be autistic in May, June, July, August, September, and so on. And just as I was, I was autistic yesterday, no one gave a shit about it. The fact that all of a sudden everyone's accepting and inclusive this month is just frankly tiring. Um, and if I sound grumpy, it's because I'm grumpy. <laughs> anyway, I need to crack on. So, no, oh, could you hear Mrs. EBG there shouting in the distance? Yeah, I can. She's calling Doris and Haggis. <laughs> it's, we see it's very windy here. So we let the dogs out and they get all excited because of the wind. And they've not been for a walk today or yesterday because I've been busy. Okay, okay. Um, well, we live on a farm, so we let them out and... They don't chase cattle or anything. There aren't any cattle out at the moment. But they just disappear over the fields and chase rabbits and shit, catch catch rats and chase the... Because we've got feral cats in the barn as well. <laughs> so if you're in the trade, you want to make more money with less work, less hassle and fewer headaches by attracting better clients and customers, selling to them at higher rates than the fees and having them delivered to you into your business, predictable sales by a moist and turgid pipeline, which itself is kept full off uh, hands off and on autopilot listen to this podcast listen to the rest of the podcast go to ottpodcast.co.uk and avail yourself of the free resources and also keep your fucking ears and eyes open for the book we'll be releasing tomorrow which is today oh shit yeah today i'll put the link somewhere so you can get a hold of the copy when amazon and so it's it's okay, I suppose. Yeah. In the meantime, stay safe, stay inside, wash your hands. Please forgive me if I'm tired and you're not shit on your fingers. Ta-da. Ta-da.